Hi, this is Cole. And this is Carly. Welcome to our podcast, Streaks and Shivers. Today, the movie we will be reviewing is The Ruins from 2008, a horror thriller or a horror natural. It's an hour and 33 minutes long, and it's rated R. So The Ruins is about four college students who are vacationing in Mexico who decide to visit an ancient ruin with some tourist friends they make. They end up trapped on the ruins with a carnivorous plant that picks them off one by one. Terrifying. Who could have thought a plant could be so scary? I don't know. If you've ever been, like, caught in vines or briars or, you know, when you're gardening or you're trying to clean out weeds, um, they can be aggressive sometimes. Oh, true. And I won't lie, when I go through, like, um, a forest or a park and I'm like traveling through the woods I'm always afraid of like touching like poison ivy or poison oak oh yeah I would just hate to be left itching really badly unfortunately this vine seems to be even more dangerous than that but you but these people they don't listen or they 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 choose to take that uh, path of climbing up on this temple with these dangerous vines mm-hmm. um so- um, this this movie, the setting, is supposed to be in Mexico, but it was filmed in Australia, right? Yes, Queensland, Australia. Okay. And then and- our... Oh, what were you going to say? Um, I was going to say this movie is also based on the 2006 novel, The Ruins, under the same name. Yeah, I read the book a long time ago, and from what I remember about it, I actually really liked the book. <laughs> Uh, I can't I remember reading the book but I don't think I enjoyed it as much as the watching the movie yeah I actually like this movie um quite a bit even though it only got I believe like 49 percent on Rotten Tomatoes I thought it was overall not a bad horror film oh yeah no um it was a pretty uh good movie and I like that it was an hour and 33 minutes long I know that sounds weird but sometimes the movies we watch they are just so long and they don't need to be that long Mm mm-hmm so um, our characters in this movie are, our four friends are Amy, Stacy, Jeff, and Eric. And then while they're in Mexico, they meet Matthias and Demetrius, I mean, Dimitri, and they go to the ruins together. Yes. And then we have a character we never see until much later on in the film. And that's the missing brother of Matthias, who is Heinrich. Yes. Um. Amy and uh, Jeff are a couple, and Stacy and Eric are a couple. So it's kind of like girlfriend and boyfriend, girlfriend and boyfriend taking a trip to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And things just go south after they leave, um, after they decide to follow Matthias uh, to a ruins. And, you know, if you take a trip somewhere, don't go to places where people don't go. Like, if it's a place that's not heavily traveled or where you can see that people don't go too often, maybe you shouldn't go there. Well, I think Amy, Stacy, and Eric, they didn't even want to go on this hike. They wanted to just stay on the beach and enjoy the last few days of their vacation on the beach. But Jeff convinced them that they should go see it because it sounded cool. Yeah, and it's just like, I get it. Everyone wants to go to that secret, super um, rare spot that, you know, a lot of tourists or um, people don't go too often, like the secret watering hole or you know, like seeing something that only like if 
if you know, you know that you're going to see. But then sometimes it's like, maybe there's a reason people don't go there often. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we learned that in this film, there is a reason why people don't go there often. And then in this film as well, once they arrive to the path that's supposed to take them to the ruins in the middle of the like jungle, um, it's actually hidden. We learned that the indigenous people in that area, who I believe are Mayans, I'm not 100% sure on that, but that's what I've seen. Yeah, and, that's what they kept saying. Um, they've actually tried to hide the pathway from other people so that people wouldn't end up on this, you know, pyramid and get attacked by the vines. I'm just going to say it's not that hard to make a sign <laughs> that says turn back. Don't yes. come this way. I also wonder, I mean, there's like a language disconnect because I'm not sure... Um, if the Mayans speak the same type of Spanish that is like the typical Spanish or if they speak like a different language. And that is mentioned in the movie that um, Amy's like, say something to them, Jeff, say something. And he's like, it's not, they don't speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's already a language barrier. And then plus like when the, when the Mayans do try to like engage with them, it ends up just becoming kind of like a showdown. I will say when the uh, the mine leader showed up um, and was trying to talk to them, he was very, like, you know, erratic because, you know, he's terrified of the ruins and the vines. But it seemed like he was trying to convince them to come over to him because he even allowed Heinrich to give him his phone. But, you know, that could have been like, give me your phone. We don't need more people coming out here. <laughs> so what I kind of got from that was that, okay, at the very beginning, when they first arrived to the ruins, And the Mayan people come in right after them, riding, you know, their horses, trying to stop them. They are trying to convince them, like, not to get closer to the uh, pyramid, to the vines, because they want them to leave. But then, I believe it's Amy. Yeah. She steps back, and her foot hits the vines, and then that's it. They're, the, you know, conversation ends, and they're like, okay, now you all have to go up there and die. Can I and I thought that was weird because I was like, well, maybe they could have just, like, got the others to leave. But I realized, like, the others probably wouldn't have just left Amy behind. Oh, yeah, no. Without a proper explanation, even then, as we see, even after they threw out spoiler guys this is all gonna be spoilers but even at the very end after they know how powerful these vines are they still are like let's escape instead of you know being that good sacrificing like i'm going to sacrifice myself so that these plants do not continue to grow and travel and i mean we know as the film progresses that the characters they become very familiar with with what the plant can do um so once they arrived once they have to go up to the top of the pyramid um, because they're not allowed to leave. Because Amy start looking, Yeah. And Dimitri ends up getting shot and killed. So Ooh. that's kind of what makes them all run up the pyramid is because they're afraid, you know, that they're going to be killed by the Mayans. Um, so once they get to the top, Matthias, I believe, starts yelling for his brother and trying to find his brother and his brother's team. Because that's the whole reason they're out there is because his brother is like an archaeologist and um, they were exploring the ruins. And so he was like, that's how he heard about it. And he was like, how about we all go and visit it? Like, it's not that well known of. It could be really neat. And so that's why the group decides to go there. Well, as they're up there, they start to realize 
they're one, they can't find anyone, and two, that there's possibly, you know, the other members of the archaeological archaeological group are probably dead. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, just to circle back around to that beginning scene, I just want to state that Amy and that camera annoyed the crap out of me. I was always she was always pulling out that camera. She's like, I got, I got to record this. I got to take a picture of this man. And I'm going to keep backing up and backing up until I'm touching the stupid vines. So if we want to blame anyone for all the tragedy, we can blame Matthias, Jeff, and Amy. Yeah, um, I kind of agree. It really annoyed me. And I think it annoyed her friends as well. Because they're like, really, Amy? Like, these people seem very serious right now. And you're just clicking away, taking pictures of them. However, I think she might have been, like, her degree may have been in, like, photojournalism or something. And so that's, like, what she knows. I get that. It just seems kind of, I guess to me, like, this whole, these four characters and even Matthias, it all felt very, like, entitled, Western, kind of, like, centric. Like, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to fool around, fuck about. And I'm not really going to respect anything. Like, when she was taking pictures of the kids without asking their permission, it felt very, like, westerner vibes like ooh, let me take a picture of like kids and like I don't know do you get what I'm saying yeah that kind of that part kind of made me feel weird too I guess so um the way I kind of think of it is like people do that all the time when they're on vacation especially now that we have smartphones you'll just see people taking pictures wherever whenever so I can't really be too upset about it and then also in that instance I wonder if she was like well if something bad happens at least there will be proof like, or some type of record of what happened if I'm taking pictures. That makes sense. But um, after, uh, you, we already said, you stated, we're back up on the ruins. They're screaming and searching for Heinrich. They don't see anyone. They see there are tents up there, but the tents are empty. So, but then there's like um, a hole in the middle of the ruins and it goes all the way down. And there's like this, um, I don't know what the tool itself is called, like a lift that they can use to go up and down and they hear a cell phone ringing. And the reason they're after the cell phone is because their phone, uh, Eric said his, he said he had cell phone service when they first got to the jungle, but he was joking around and he doesn't. And Heimrich's phone is I'm not Heimrich. Matthias's phone is still with uh, the leader of the Mayans. So they Matthias decides to go down into the wells with Eric's and Jeff's help to look for the phone and to look for his brother Heinrich. Yeah, and unfortunately, he doesn't make it down there very well because at least in the movie, on his way down, the rope snaps and he ends up falling the rest of the way. And um, I was reading about the novel and in the novel it explains that I don't know if it was the novel or the movie, but we don't really get an explanation for in the ruins, the movie, why the rope is so thin. But they said it's because of the plant's vines, their acidic nature ate through the rope. Oh, that's pretty interesting. So that's another aspect of this plant. Um, so once he's once he's fallen, it's obvious that he's been injured. So they actually have to send down, I think. I want to say it was Amy who got sent down. No, it was Stacy. Oh, it was Stacy. Yes, you're right. It was Stacy because she ended up hurting her leg. So Stacy goes down to help Eric. I mean, help Matthias. And she ends up, you know, being able to put him on this. Her and 
Amy, who later comes down, they're able able to put him like on a stretcher thing or something that they um, like put together in order to lift him up out of that space. And let me just say, when Stacy first went down, I was very shocked at um, Matthias' um, condition. I was not expecting. It looked like his legs had both been broken, but they said his back had been broken. So he lost, like, his ability to, like, um, um, walk. And also, I think he, um, because of his a back being broken or because of the fall, I think he had also peed himself. And I just couldn't imagine, like, can you imagine being hurt and humiliated? Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, when you get an injury like that, especially with your back and your spinal cord and stuff, um, you might lose control of your bowels for a minute. Yeah, but... and terrible. And Stacy, I can't believe when she jumped, she jabbed her leg with something. That was horrible to see her pull that out of her leg. Yeah, I'm just like, it doesn't surprise me that Matthias just got hurt because it did seem like he fell like a good ways down. Oh, and yeah. it doesn't seem like he fell onto a soft floor or anything like that. Not at all. It yeah, it definitely I'm not surprised he got hurt, but I'm also surprised that Stacy got injured in such a way. But I guess the way she landed, she must have landed on like there must be like broken pottery or glass down there. Because that would look like to me, it looked like a shard of glass got like inserted into her leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, in regards to body horror, that's both of those are kind of the much more mild scenes of this movie. Oh yeah, this movie definitely is body horror movie. Yeah, and plant horror, obviously. Um, I had seen more plant horror, but I definitely got a good enough body horror. So, in regards to the body horror, is there anything you want to say about that? Uh, I think it's interesting that we have movies like this that where like Americans go into a different country and then they're ripped apart. You know, we do see like a lot of um, body horror movies kind of follow this path. They're not a lot, but mo- some of them do. Like, you know, we had Hostel and there are some others I'm not thinking about where like Americans, they travel out of the States and, you know, they go somewhere that maybe they shouldn't be. And then next, you know, they're like being tortured to death. So it makes me wonder, like, what's the movie's, like, um, what's the movie trying to get across? Is it more of, like, you should be afraid of other countries and stay in America? Or is it maybe you shouldn't, you should be respectful of the area that you're in and acknowledge that there are places that even us Americans can't go? So um, something I read that kind of um, stuck with me when I was looking through the reviews for this movie and on some of the online articles, I can't remember exactly where I read it. But someone had mentioned, you know, this is very typical in your post 9-11 horror movies, especially when you have, you know, people going outside of America. It shows the world as a very dangerous place for Americans. And in a way, isn't that kind of like, that's propaganda and it's not good propaganda. I mean, I don't know. Like, I do think it could be a, um, a form of propaganda, but it also makes me wonder if it's just like, you know, somehow encapsulating some subconscious sense that, you know, Americans used to be safe in the world and now we don't feel safe in the world anymore. But, you know, I will say there is a new, like, um, these movies have been coming out for a while now and they're kind of turning these ideals on their heads because we now got the Purge theory, which kind of represents the dangers of America. Yeah, true. Um, But I also feel like the, I don't know, like it's a little bit different 
What do you mean? So, like, the purges are set in America, but they're, suppo- they're like, set, like, oh, we allow people to have this one day of crime to, like, el- like lower or eliminate crime throughout the year. Well, I will say the last purge I saw, which was the last movie, it really kind of reflected on, like, the problems that America's having nowadays with, like, its inner conflict between, you know, the parties and also the rise in nationalism and um, the problem with seeing... Um, people who aren't we don't um not we don't consider americans but you know the more radical right doesn't see as americans yeah i can definitely see that um i think i've only watched like the first two purges so i haven't watched more than that yeah it's just interesting to see like like you said after 9-11 we see the world as this scary place where you go into another country where no matter where if it's mexico or europe you're going to wind up being like tortured or slaughtered or killed by either humans or uh, a supernatural or a evil not evil plant but like uh, nature itself but then now we have movies kind of like looking at focusing on America saying well even if you stay in America you could wind up being part of a crazy nation that has a killing uh, once every year a killing spree and I mean if you think about it it just reflects like um, the political views and the ideologies like happening in America at that time you know this came out in 2008 it was based on a book from 2006 so that was like much closer to the post 9-11 world you know that's only five to seven years after 9-11 happened whereas the purges they've been coming out since what like 2010 2011 Mm -hmm. so they're more closer to like these definitely like the protests that are happening and you know, people saying, well, if you're a certain race or if you're a certain class or, you know, there's a lot of inequality in America. So that's what they're reflecting through the purge. Yes, complete. I agree. Um, I will say in this film, at least, so, you know, the characters could have avoided being punished had they just like not gone to the pyramid or not like went up the trail that was obviously hidden if they would have, like, taken a moment to actually observe what was happening around them, they could have, like, avoided all the suffering. But it's like they were so kind of self-absorbed that they missed a lot of that signs and they just kind of did what they wanted to do. In a way, I think it's like they were trying to buy their way into this experience because we even see Jeff try to give, like, the Mayan leader money. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And, I mean, a lot of it comes down to, like, money. Like, when they first are trying to get to the ruins they ask a taxi driver to take them there and he's like no no that's not a good place and they're like okay we'll give you more money and then he's like okay fine I'll drive you yeah so it's like they're buying their way into this and how hard was it to just ask around do a little bit of investigation um Jeff and Matthias do know some Spanish so they could have done some investigating but I think it's also kind of like you know in the movie, at least, these characters are supposedly, like, right at, like, right out of college. So they're still kind of college-aged. And then Matthias, he's like, well, my brother's there. And it's like an archaeological team is there. So it seems like it would be a safe place, you know? Nobody goes in thinking, oh, I'm going to be killed by this, like, old vines on this, like, you know, this ancient ruin. Honestly, I thought Matthias... New, when we first watched this I haven't read the book in forever but watching the movie I really thought Matthias already knew 
kind of knew what the ruins was about and that he was going to use Amy, Stacy, and Jeff and Eric as like like use them to like, I don't know, distract the minds or something to save his brother. Either way, it felt very weird that he was like scouting at the pool for people to use. Yeah, I can definitely get that. Um and maybe Maybe it's also not not necessarily that he wanted them to die or them to suffer or anything or that he was like exchanging them for his brother. Maybe he wanted to go find his brother and he just didn't have a group of people to do it with. And so he was like, oh, here's four people. And if I can get them to go with me, that will mean that'll make our group seem even safer and better. Oh, that makes sense. I just, I was like, Matthias, you literally were like, can't find my brother. Let me bring one, two, three, four, five more people with me and hope, and they all like end up dying. Well, four of them end up dying. And I mean, the fact that like his brother and the rest of the archaeological team, you know, is way back in the jungles, it probably made sense to him. Like if he hadn't heard from his brother, like by phone or something, he was probably thinking, oh, they probably don't have a signal there. So, but if we just drop in, like maybe we can surprise them. And then it's like they get there and they realize something's really not right. And then let's talk about that. Um, those, uh, those people, Heimrich and his team that went there first. How are you not going to go talk to the tribes in that area? How are you not going to go talk to the people in that area? Like that's another thing of like that westernizer view of I'm going to come into this jungle. I'm going to pull an Indiana Jones, and oh no, now I'm being horribly like the Mayans are being nice to me now I'm stuck on the ruins and now these plants are trying to kill me like it's like you were the one who came onto their land you were the one who didn't look at all the signs like you said like oh the people saying don't come this way the hidden trail and you were still like nah I'm Indiana Jones and I'm gonna go find the temple of doom well I think like just to kind of be the devil's advocate here for a moment in a way whenever you're in another country and you like or around people and there's like a language disconnect you know it can really influence your interpretation of stuff so maybe they did do research and maybe they were told oh that's an evil or bad place or people die there or it's dangerous and they just took it as being part of the local myth like or like the the indigenous people's culture and myth behind it you know like people can say oh there's something wicked there like like, we have haunted places here in America or places where people are like, oh, you shouldn't go because, you know, bad things could happen there. Well, most people would hear that and they think, oh, well, you're probably not going to die there. It's just they have, like, these superstitions regarding it. Until something bad happens. <laughs> yeah. So I will say that. And I mean, archaeologists, like, part of it is, part of their job is to, like, you know, try to study the history and the culture of places and these ancient you know ruins and things to try to get a better understanding of them i just really felt like this movie kind of carried that um that uh westernizer western view of like i'm gonna stomp on everything because even jeff's like they wouldn't leave americans out here to die like he's very set that because he's an american they will survive and they will be saved and you know in a way he's not wrong like um I listened, I listened to a lot of murders or like murder podcasts and stuff like that. And we do notice that like when an American does go missing over in a different country, it seems to take priority. Even if there were people in that area who were from that um, country who've gone missing, but now because an American has gone missing, now that takes top priority. Mm-hmm. 
But I think when we see those stories a lot of the time, it's because they happen in tourist areas and it it does hurt their tourism for tourists to go missing or for tourists to be killed or for tourists to be hurt. So there's a lot of pressure put on those local police forces to get it, you know, resolve it so that money isn't being taken away from them by people not visiting because they feel unsafe, you know? True. And, you know, there are some places... America has its issues as well, but there are some places that won't even let other countries come in and investigate because they know, like, if they go digging around, it will hurt the tourism in the area. But, I mean, also, like, um, if if you're a country, it would probably be kind of insulting to have another country say, oh, we don't think you're doing a good job. We want to send our investigators in. We want to send our police force in, you know? True. I've like never stepping on a lot of toes in America, which probably needs to be done. Um, so back to the movie, though. <laughs> I do feel like these characters got punished a lot, but I just feel like that's the nature of the film. And kind of talking about that, we see, like I said earlier, a lot of body horror. So after Matthias is like pulled back up, they end up like a few days later or not even a few days later, maybe like one day later, they end up having to amputate his legs. Um, just because, you know, he was injured, infection was setting in and then the vines actually had started to like attack him and I guess yeah. try to eat him. They had already eaten most of the flesh off of the legs. Mm-hmm. And the vines had also creeped inside of Stacy's wound. They literally slithered up her leg and into the wound. And they actually had to pull uh, some, like, they pulled the vines out. And it actually took a minute or two to get all the vines out of her leg. Yes. So we know, like, these vines, not only do they, like, get rid of dead bodies and eat dead bodies, but they're also, like, looking at eating the living as well. They're optimistic. Like, they're very, like, if I can get inside of you, I will get inside of you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then, in a way, I want to talk about the vines a little bit more. I feel like the way this plant was presented in the book and in the movie is to be, like, very smart and very capable of learning. Like, we see it mimic the cell phones as a way of, like, um, luring people down into the, you know opening into the pyramid itself and then it tries to attack them like it tries to eat Amy and Stacy by you know closing in around them when they're looking for the cell phone and they realize it's not the cell phone making that sound it's actually the vines and the flowers on the vines making it oh yeah this is no ordinary plant this plant has a very complex system I would say because not only like you said it mimics stuff to lure people in but it actively learns the people around it like it started mimicking sex sounds to get be uh, to make stacy think that amy and eric who which is stacy's boyfriend were having an affair and stacy was definitely already kind of starting to go out of it because she immediately like steps out of the tent and sees that amy and eric are not even like couldn't even be doing anything sexual in that moment and she's still like attacking them and then later on after Stacy sadly takes Eric out um the plants mimic her like they surround her and mimic her crying out for Eric mm-hmm. and so it's like in a way like the plants have learned the plant has learned to also kind of psychologically torture the people around it so that it can turn them against each other and make them easier to attack 
And then also, so I guess it can just, like, weaken them. Yeah, like, this plant is definitely, like, knows what it's doing and is an active hunter. But in in a way, I want to say, like, I get that it's a plant, but I honestly, I wonder if it's, like, not even from the area. Like, this is going to sound stupid. I might be very wrong. But it kind of gave me, like, alien vibes. The way, yeah. like, like, it's definitely not just, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's not like an evil plant. <laughs> I'm being dumb right now. It's just an intelligent plant that we're not used to seeing. Yeah, like, it's just doing what it wants. It's like, it wants to eat. And I think that's, like, what makes the plant so horrifying is, like, um, you know, we know there's some carnivorous plants out there, like the Venus flytrap. That's probably the best, the most um, well-known one. However, when we typically think of these carnivorous plants, they're eating like insects or very small animals. We don't typically see think of them eating humans. Yeah, and also we we know plant movies don't always translate well. Like there was that movie The Happening and a lot of people made fun of it because they thought it was humorous to think of plants killing people. But then you have the ruins and it actively it, it's it's kind of scary because in a way it's like, yes, this plant's killing people, but it, it's doing it with a lot of body horror. So it makes it more terrifying. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the happening, it was like the plants were releasing, you know, signals or chemicals in the air that would mess with people and then people would kill themselves or kill others. Yeah. So you have two different ways of making plants kill people. And I will say, I think the ruins does a better job. I just wish we had, I'm like, I just wonder because, uh, you know, I study biology. So I'm just trying to wonder, like, do the plants just take humans and then break their bodies down? Like they use their acid and it's just like the bodies just get decomposed into the soil and then they like take the nutrients from the ground. Or is there a mouse somewhere or an opening like a Venus flytrap where like they surround the body and then like they break it down with acid and absorb the nutrients out of that fluid? Well, I kind of want to say it's the first one where the vines just kind of take it wherever they're at and just cover the body that way. Because as this movie progresses, we see the characters discover like other body parts or, or, you know, like they discover like old bones in different areas, like, and they discover like um, other people's items in different areas. So it's like the vines would just take you wherever you are break your body down there and then sometimes stuff would get left behind like some bone would be left behind or if you had a cell phone it might get left behind or a watch that type of stuff that can't be broken down as easily one thing i will say is this plant shows us that it's highly intelligent or it's it's very quick to adapt to the predator uh, to the prey around itself um Jeff mentions that birds and insects don't land here anymore be- and it must be very old because the animals have essentially passed down through their like um, instincts to not land in this area because if you land in this area it's death Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that even the Mayans sought the ground around the temple so the plant can't grow but I feel like this plant is so intelligent it should have already spread by now like it either doesn't care to spread or you know it's in the book they don't want it to spread but it just seems with the weight like even after uh jeff sacrifices himself and dies he's not on the temple and the plants still reach out and they cross over the sand to get a hold of his body so i feel like they could probably stretch long enough to get to the jungle past the salt to grow 
though I honestly think um the fact that the plant hasn't made it further is all in regards to the Mayans and their efforts because like you said they sought the ground and we also know anyone that even comes in contact with a plant for a second is automatically seen as they have to be eliminated so earlier in the film when they first realize everything that's going on and that they're trapped on this place and that it's probably going to like start killing them one by one we see um amy and jeff run down from the top of like the pyramid down to the bottom where the mayans have them surrounded and their camp is and amy's like really upset and crying and yelling and jeff is there he's trying to calm her down and the mayans are like if you step any closer we're gonna kill you they don't say that but that's their body language they have arrows pointed at her and a gun pointed at her and amy in her anger, she, like, reaches behind her and grabs, like, part of the vine and throws it. And it hits one of the Mayans' little boy who's part of their camp, who's, like, watching. And they turn, and suddenly, like, they turn, like, the gun and weapons on him. And, like, there, there's, like, kind of, like, a discussion going on between them. And then the little boy ends up getting shot. Like, they because shoot him. They go to the temple. Mm-hmm. He did not go to that temple (laughs) yeah and so it's just proof like even in that sense like they're willing to even kill their own to stop this thing from spreading out because like you said it's probably really old and the people who have been around it the longest are probably the mayans and they kind of know how to control it and how to prevent it from spreading yeah and 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 the boy dies in front of his mother and it just goes to show how no matter who touches it you're done for like the minds don't care even if it's their own people and it just irritates me that when we come closer to the end we know that uh dimitri's dead he got shot in the face matthias um he's his essentially his legs are completely consumed and they're going to have to you know chop them off but later on after everything they still just won't give up on leaving the temple or the ruins like they just refuse to even think about giving up and it just kind of seems so selfish like you've already seen what these plants can do even in the beginning like i think the first like after they sleep and wake up one of them mentioned that the plants already starting to grow on them like this plant takes advantage of everything like it will grow it will consume it will not stop and instead of being like you know what guys let's just accept our fate i get it I would probably be in the same boat as them. But after seeing the Mayans try so hard to keep this plant under control, I guess I would kind of just accept my fate. Yeah. And I think that's part of it is like, um, they're still determined like that they have to survive. They have to get off even, but I guess in a way it's like, even though they've seen what the vines can do, they probably think, Oh, well it hasn't, um, it's not inside me yet. It hasn't attacked, like attached itself to me yet. So it's probably, you know, not that dangerous. Like, I can leave and it won't come with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, which we know at the very end, it seems that way. But, you know, some of the uh, film that was cut, it seems to actually, um, it seems to, no matter what, if you touch the vine, you're done for. Like, it will find a way to be inside you or on you and it will come with you. So kind of talking about the character's death, um, so in this order, this is how the characters that we see on screen die. Dimitri, he's killed at the beginning by the Mayans. Um, he sh- ends up getting shot with arrows and shot with a gun in the face. Oof. And then that leads the others, Matthias, Eric, Jeff, Stacy, and Amy, to run up onto the top of the pyramid. 
Matthias's he ends up dying after his legs are amputated. The vine comes back when um, there's an argument happening and kind of like just suffocate him by shooting vines down his throat and nose. Yes, through his, down his throat and nose, and then after he's dead, the vines just pull his body away. Stacy dies because she had her knee. Her knee was injured, and the vines got into that injury and started spreading throughout her body. And they tried cutting them out of her, and they got they got a lot of the vines out of her. But however, Stacy was deteriorating psychologically, and she ends up going back out with a knife and trying to like cutting herself up pretty badly, thinking she needs to get more of the vines out. And then when Eric tries to stop Stacy, she accidentally stabs him. He dies, and then Stacy kind of, as she's like laying there, a bloody mess. Some of her skin has been removed by herself. A lot. <laughs> she begs, I think, to be killed, and I can't remember who kills her. I think I want to say Jeff goes ahead and kills her. Yeah, he pulls the knife out of Eric's chest, which I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cold," and then walks over to Amy, and I think he does the job. Mm-hmm. And then he comes up with a plan to get Amy off of them, out of there. So what he does is he takes Stacy blood and he rubs it all over Amy. And he tells her to pretend to be dead and that he's going to distract them, the Mayans. And once they're distracted, she can run, get back to the Jeep, and then um, she can leave and find them help. So um, he's distracting the Mayans at the bottom of the pyramid. Amy's on the ground covered in Stacy's blood. She looks dead. And as all of the Mayans follow Jeff, like threatening him, telling him to get back, then Amy takes off running. She manages to get away from them, and Jeff ends up getting shot with arrows and stuff. And then shot in the head. A mercy kill from the leader of the Mayans. Yeah, and then we see the vine, the vines take him. Um, and Amy actually makes it back to the Jeep, and we see her driving away. Can I just say, I hate the ending, because I did not like Amy. <laughs> Amy <laughs> rubbed me the wrong way. And not even in a bad way. Like, I liked her. Like, I liked when she was, like, I just felt like, I'm, I'm like, I don't like her and I like her. I just, there were certain parts of the movie I was like, okay, Amy, I can't get behind you on this. And the other parts, I was like, Amy, you're really just much of a standby or you just watch and complain and bitch, kind of like Stacy and Eric do. And Jeff's more of a, like, a, I'm going to do this and that and I'm going to chop off Matthias's legs because I'm partial, I'm, <laughs> I'm in med school and we got to save him. And then Eric's going to be a little um, asshole and be like oh at least we cut off his legs after Matthias dies like what the fuck I mean but you also have to understand that was probably a really horrifying experience for them and then it did probably seem pointless and they're probably all in a place like well great no matter what we do we're all gonna die here I know it's just like I really like I like Jeff even, even though he said stupid shit sometimes like I'm an American and whatnot or the stupid little not stupid, but it was very smart of him to, like, give a little speech at the end that, like, he knew they wouldn't understand, but once he screamed out Amy's name, that was her cue to run. Like, mm-hmm. Jeff was definitely, like, the brains, which we know in the movie and the book is completely different. Yeah, in the book, um, Amy's actually one of the first people to die, and in the movie, she's the final girl, so. I just didn't like, I didn't feel like this movie needed a final girl. Yeah, and I mean, I know, like, when when I was doing some research, it said that they had filmed, like, several different endings for this film, but they didn't just want to kill off all of the characters in the movie because they felt like the audience would, like, 
like not like that or it would be like too dark for the audience so instead they had filmed two different endings and one of the endings is what we saw in the r-rated version which is where amy drives away in the jeep and then as that scene fades you see dimitri's two friends who are also greek show up at the ruins and the whole thing kind of gets restarted um the second ending is an unrate from the unrated version where Amy drives off from the ruins, but a close-up of her face shows vines moving underneath her face. And then later on, you see that she has died and her body's been buried in a cemetery. And there's a caretaker in the cemetery walking by, doing his job, whistling, I think. And then he sees a flower. And I don't remember if he gets, like, grabbed or what happens, but he sees the flower from the vine. Yes. So suggested the vine was actually able to make it to a new land. Yeah, he walks by her grave whistling and then he hears the same tune whistled back to him. So he turns around and he sees a red flower poking out of her grave and goes to touch it. And then the screen goes black. Yeah. So I kind of like that version in a way. Yeah, I'm sad we didn't get to see that version. I would have liked that better. I felt like it would have kind of made the story come around full circle. Like she escapes and now the plant continues to move along because I just find it insane that she was on the um, temple for as long as everyone else was and had not been infected. But I think the only reason Stacy was infected was because the plant slithered into her wound. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like the plant has to have an opening and that's why we see Matthias and Stacy end up being the ones with the plants inside them just because they were injured However, I guess you could argue that, like, if you breathe in the pollen or or seeds or something from the plant, maybe it could start trying to grow inside you. I don't know. Yeah, because it seems like this plant doesn't produce seed pods. Like, it seems like on some plants underneath their leaves is where they'll spread their spores or seeds. And maybe that was it. Maybe just touching the leaves would get it on you. So you think breathing it in it would start to grow either in the throats or the lungs because we know it can grow inside the human's flesh because it was growing inside of Amy's back and, I mean, Stacy's back and thigh. Mm-hmm. And it seems to grow pretty quickly, too. Oh, yeah, like those, it was like, or maybe um, she when they pulled it out, it had already broken a piece off. But I feel like you would have noticed it, but who knows? So, um, overall, how would you rate this film, Cole? It wasn't a bad movie. I got through it. Um, I would say, uh, mm, I don't want to give it too high because there was, oh, um, before I give you my review, I just want to mention the flower part. I like how in the book, I, I don't remember if it goes more visual in the book, how it tells us that uh, it was either, I think it was Stacy or Amy, one of the girls put the flower up to the ear and that's when they heard the cell phone ringing. But in the ruins, the movie, we see it visual. We see the little, um, the little inner stems of the flower wiggling every time it rings like a cell phone. So I like there's a transition from, you know, when you read a book to seeing it in the movie. Yeah, that is a really cool um, addition. Like, I didn't even catch that, so. Yeah, um, I would rate, if I had to rate this movie, I would give it a 3.9 out of 5. So I think I would give it a 4. Um, I actually liked it a lot. I feel like, you know, it didn't take itself too serious for a horror film. If you want, you can dive in and try to um, find some deeper meanings in it about, like, <laughs> 
tourism or visitors or Americans in foreign countries, whatever you want to find in it, you can find in it. But I felt like it didn't take itself too serious. It didn't really push a, like a message too hard. And I like the characters. I mean, it's just a horror mo- movie about, you know, the characters being punished. And I think it also shows a it's a pretty good horror movie involving the plant as like the villain or as a monster. Yeah, I'm very glad they didn't try to play it off as, like, the Mayans, you know, sacrificing people. Because then that would have probably rubbed me the wrong way. I'm really glad the Mayans are, in a way, kind of, like, the heroes protecting the world from this evil plant. Mm-hmm. Even to go as far as, if they have to, like, killing their own people to protect others. Yes. Um. Anything else you want to add about this film? No, I think we covered everything. I think we had a good discussion on this movie, The Ruins. The ruins. (laughs) Yeah, I really liked it. Um, And then next week, we will be reviewing Mimic from 1997. So we're going way back. Ooh, I can't wait. One of my favorite movies. I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about that one because I'm not a big fan of bugs. Get ready, guys. Get your pesticides or your raid out. Um, And then if you guys ever want to reach us or comment, send us scary stories, whatever you want to send us you can reach us at shrieks and shiver podcast at gmail.com yes and please join us next week yes thank you guys see you next week thank you bye